1: Life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
0: On Wednesdays, we like to check in on those breaking news headlines as they're happening out of the nation of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines. Back with us once again. Ron, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's touch on those headlines around the Israel elections. Uh, They're scheduled for a little later this year. I think it's the 1st of November, but polls are indicating no clear winners.
1: No, with less than 100 days left before the elections for the 25th Knesset, both the bloc supporting former Prime Minister Netanyahu and the bloc forming the current coalition are projected to fail informing a majority government, according to a poll published by Khan News. The numbers speak for themselves. According to the poll, the Likud party would earn 35 seats, Yeshatid would earn 22, and blue and white, the New Hope, would earn 12. Meanwhile, the religious Zionist party would earn 10 seats, Shash would earn 8, United Torah Judaism would earn 7, and Labor and the Joint List would earn six seats. The results of the poll leave Netanyahu's bloc with 60 seats, and the opposing bloc would earn either 54 or 53 seats, meaning neither bloc could form a majority coalition. The Joint List historically does not sit within coalitions, but again it just shows us a very confused situation in the political scene in Israel.
0: And I imagine one of the best things you could hope for would be a more workable coalition in all of the outcomes. Hey, Ron, uh, let's talk about some other things happening. Israel warns Russia shutting down the Jewish Agency will have serious consequences. How does this one look?
1: I would suggest it might have biblical consequences. The Jewish Agency is a non-profit organisation that facilitates Aliyah, meaning going up to Jerusalem and works closely with the Israeli government. The Kremlin accuses the Jewish agency of illegally collecting information on Russian citizens interested in immigrating. Shutting down the Jewish agency's offices would be a serious event, with repercussions on ties between Israel and Russia, Prime Minister Yair Yeh- Lapid said. Relations with Russia are important to Israel, he said, but he stressed The Jewish community in Russia is large and important and comes up in every diplomatic discussion with the government in Moscow. According to a Channel 13 report, Israel officials have assessed that Moscow's move against the Jewish agency is a diplomatic issue stemming from Israel's support for Ukraine. Around 150,000 Jews live in Russia. In a later report, The chief rabbi of Moscow said more Russian Jews are fleeing to Israel now than ever before. The biblical promise of the Jews returning to Israel comes about in mysterious ways.
0: And as you say, there's biblical prophecy around those happenings and something worthy of our monitoring. Lots of headlines to cover, Ron. Let's talk about a very serious issue that's Threatening peace in the Middle East, the Iran nuclear chief vowing the UN watchdog cameras will remain turned off until the nuclear deal is revived. What are the headlines reporting here?
1: The head of Iran's atomic energy organisation said that UN surveillance cameras installed at the country's nuclear sites to monitor operations will remain turned off unless the defunct 2015 nuclear deal with world powers is revived. Iran said it removed the cameras last month as talks to rescue the nuclear agreement faltered. We will not turn on the IAEA cameras until the other side returns to the nuclear deal, they said. Islami, the uh, head of the department, said that the whole point of the deal, known as the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, was to end accusations that Iran's nuclear program is anything but peaceful. As long as such accusations persist, the cameras will stay off. In June, the UN's International Atomic Energy Agency said that Iran had turned off 27 surveillance cameras from nuclear sites in the country, raising the risk of its inspectors being unable to track Tehran's advances as it enriches uranium closer than ever to weapons grade level. It called the move a fatal blow.
0: Well, let's turn our attention to education. We've got our own school teaching shortages here in Australia, but the Israel Education Ministry says 5,600 teaching positions remain unfilled ahead of their school year. What are the headlines saying here?
1: It says the shortages felt most strongly in Tel Aviv and central Israel, where schools are lacking nearly 3,500 teachers, according to data published by the Ministry. Other regions are dealing with staff shortages in the hundreds. Elementary schools are facing a shortfall of 424 English teachers and 250 science teachers, while special education schools and kindergartens are facing shortages of 1,100 staff. There will also roughly be 460 unfulfilled science teaching positions. The number of college students pursuing teaching degrees also dropped from 13,500 during the 2021 academic year to 11,400 the following year. Meanwhile, the Israel Teachers Union held a nationwide strike last month over salary disputes with the finance ministry.
0: And they're feeling a hot summer in the Middle East, scorched Mideast nations in crisis through wild temperatures. What's the story here?
1: The temperatures in the Middle East have risen far faster than the world's average in the past three decades. Precipitation has been decreasing, and experts predict droughts will come with greater frequency and severity. The Middle East is one of the regions in the world most vulnerable to the impact of climate change and already the effects are being seen. In Iraq, intensified sandstorms have repeatedly smothered cities this year, shutting down commerce and sending thousands to hospital. Rising soil salinity in Egypt's Nile Delta is eating away at crucial farmland. In Afghanistan, drought has helped fuel the migration of young people from their villages searching for jobs. In recent weeks, temperatures in some parts of the region have topped 50 degrees Celsius, or 122 Fahrenheit. This year's annual UN Climate Change Conference, known as COP27, is being held in Egypt in November, throwing a spotlight on the region. One reason for the Middle East vulnerability is there's simply no margin to cushion the blow on millions of people as the rising temperatures accelerate. The region already has high temperatures and limited water resources, even in normal circumstances.
0: And Ron, let's top off today's set of headlines with one about Jerusalem's high-tech religious experiences, Amazing Visitors. How does this one look?
1: This is an incredible story. The variety of high-tech religious attractions beckoning Jewish and Christian visitors and pilgrims to Jerusalem is getting even richer. On July the 13th, after five years of work, Father Francisco Patton inaugurated the multimedia exhibition The Experience of the Resurrection, housed at the Franciscans Christian Information Center inside the old city's Jaffa Gate. The idea of this exhibition is to offer pilgrims more information about the city of Jerusalem at the time of Jesus and its transformation throughout history, with particular focus on the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. The first room includes a model of Jerusalem as it was 2,000 years ago. The topographic diorama gives a sense of the physical location of the second temple, the seat of Pontius Pilate at the Antonio Fortress, the Mount of Olives, and Golgotha, the Roman execution ground. The second room, thanks to virtual reality, takes viewers to the Garden of Olives, also called Gethsemane, the place of the olive press. Then to the slopes of Mount Zion, where Peter denied Jesus three times before the cock crowed. And finally to Golgotha, or Skull Hill. Wearing 3D goggles and sitting in swivel chairs, the 20 visitors are immersed 360 degrees in these sites and their historic atmosphere. It's amazing how the old, old story can come to life with this very modern state-of-the-art technology.
0: Well, those sorts of immersive experiences, and while they're experiencing those in Jerusalem, no doubt that's available to people who are into uh, all of that sort of high-tech and can access some of those experiences online. It's wonderful insights. Thanks so much for a great update once again, Ron Ross.
1: Thank you very much, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.